All right, Teeny Beans and uh, Blue Jeans, uh, time for another program for your listening enjoyment. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, McCowan here, Shannon over there. Are you on the big LW? Is that what that was? The big LW? No, no, I didn't put my voice on. I didn't put my big radio voice on. Okay. Big, right. My big, well, my big eight voice. Yeah. There's still some big eight guys out there, you know, not many. Oh, but sure there are. From no. the, from the golden era, the uh, late sixties yeah. and early seventies, the guys, all those guys with big voices. I loved that radio yeah. and, and miss it today. Although, uh, since we are on, um, Sirius XM, for those of you that subscribe, if you're of yeah. a certain age or you like 70s music, go to um, uh, Channel 7. 60s. No, or it's 70s. gone. It's, gone. It's, a, it's 70s gold now. It's called, I think it's Channel 73, Bob. It's they moved it. 70s moved on 7 is not there anymore? No, I think they moved it into the I think 70s. You're, I think you're 100% wrong, John. Okay. All right, Bob. In fact, go during on. the break, I'm going to look it up. Okay. And Maybe uh, it's the 60s one they moved. So, you know no. who's on one of those is... One of those is uh, an old DJ from Toronto, Tom Rivers. Well, Shotgun I remember Tom, Tom Rivers. Ri yeah, but Shotgun Tom Rivers is on one of the channels. He was He's on fantastic Chum. still. Yeah, and CFTR, the old 680. When I, when I moved to Toronto, he was on CFTR. Yeah, oh yeah, that was great radio. So we're, since we're talking about old times, it's a good time to talk about old times and Hall of Fames, right? Uh, only one guy got into the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. Um, you all know by now it's David Ortiz. Well, we're going to talk about it. And the fact that Bonds and Clements um, did not get in and have now concluded their eligibility. Now they have to go to the, the geezer club. Uh, Dave Perkins. Veterans Bob, Committee. Same thing. Uh -huh. Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott will join us. Two voters. Find out who they voted for and uh, what they think of um, this year's nominee. Well, I guess he's still a nominee. Inductee. He hasn't in yet. Yeah, he's been... Well, he hasn't been induced yet, though. No. Doesn't get induced till summertime. Anyway, yeah. Perkins and Elliot, when we come back after these messages. Well, yesterday was uh, Hall of Fame Day for uh, Major League Baseball. And um, joining us to chat a little bit about that, two guys who um, know their baseball, Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott, are uh, both with us. Greetings to both of you. We Hello, gentlemen. Uh, were you... Were you surprised at all there was only one this year in Ortiz? Perk? Go ahead, Perk. I, I'm never surprised by anything. Whatever happens is fine with me, you know? It, it, seriously, it, it, I'm, a, I'm a voter. I'm one of the 400. I fill out my ballot, send it in, and then whatever happens is, like I say, fine with me. I don't care. Elliot, have you got a ballot? Yes, sir. Uh, you're allowed, or you used to be allowed, 10. Is that still the maximum? That's yep. correct. Uh, did you fill out all 10? No, seven, I think it was. Perk? No. No, I had uh, five, I think. And Six. Ortiz was on your ballot? Was one of the marked guys, both of you? Mine yeah. was. Yeah. Um, a couple of the big stories here. Bonds and Clemens now their 10th and final year of eligibility in the main voting process. Bonds got 66%, Clemens 65.2. Really not close to getting in. Um, issues with that, I know we've discussed this in the past, but there are people who are joining us who wouldn't know what your history was. Perk, did you vote for them? I did for all 10 years. Yeah, for, for each of them. So Likewise, Bob? All, ten, all 10 years, yeah. But that's the process, you know, you, like the, you got to get like, so, uh, 75%, that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, tough deal to make. Never mind all the ex extraneous stuff they got going on, but like three out of four, like that's deciding like, uh, Hey, what movie are the, the four of us going to go and see? There's going to be an argument. Well, uh, so, mean, so uh, just just to clarify, uh, with with both of them, then you, and I know we've talked about this, but every year it seems to rear its ugly head about the conversation. Where are you with their their steroids, or are they just uh, the, they are are they the two scapegoats? What do you think first, uh, Perk? Well, they, I mean, they're the they're the high profile faces of of PEDs, but uh, other than 
you know, a third of the writers. Who cares about PEDs? Hall of Fame doesn't care. Hall of Fame puts in La Russa, Joe Torre, the great PED enablers of our time. They don't care about it. They don't suspend people for PEDs long term. They suspend people for gambling. So they, uh, they tell you what, what they are scared of or what they don't like most is PEDs. But otherwise, who cares about them? Every, you know, I, I mean, I don't know who was on them, who was not. I don't know if David Ortiz was or wasn't. I don't know if Joe Blow was or wasn't. It's, you know, I mean, there's so much information. How much of it would stand up in a court of law? Clemens and Bonds, it probably would. Ortiz, be thrown out at preliminary hearing. So, I mean, you're asking us to make a judgment on, on a question that, that uh, who can make that judgment? I, I certainly can't. I, I, I try to look at the numbers and I factor in my belief of PEDs as one factor among many, many, many that I take into account when I vote. Bob? Yeah, it's kind of like they want, uh, okay, uh, you guys are the detectives, all you writers, the 400 writers, you go out there and find out what the answer is. Well, like, like uh, I don't know, Bonds hit a home run or Clement struck somebody out. I mean, the hitter he was facing or the pitcher Bonds was facing, they could have been using too. I don't know. I'm not that smart. And and the thing, the thing, the, the Cooperstown is not, uh, how would I say, it's not, uh, it's not devoid of uh, steroid users. I mean, there's all kinds of speculation about the, three or four guys that have already been, three guys, I guess, that have already been inducted. So, I mean, th this th did not stem the tide uh, or, uh, you know, who knows who to use in, over the years. And, and now A-Rod replaces Bonds and Clemens for the next nine years, right? He becomes right. the poster boy for this annual debate, which we've been having for not 10 years, but really 15 since they retired. You know what I mean? We're like we were we were talking about it before they even got the ballot. And well, now they started with McGuire, right? And as, and with McGuire, we had it with McGuire for, and I think he was a 15-year voting guy, right, Bob? Yeah, I think you're right. He was on for because the old days most guys were on for 15 years. It's only recently they cut it to 10. So yeah, this debate has never has been around for 20 years, and it'll be around for a hundred more. And then long after we're all gone, all these guys will get in anyway. Because anybody who's ever got 50% of the BBWAA vote throughout history is in the Hall of Fame. The last mm -hmm. holdout was Gil Hodges, and they put him in this year. Yeah. So Well, um, it, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Ortiz tested positive as well. Well, that was that was a, a rumor. That, that was a, a, a unsubstantiated. I shouldn't say unsubstantiated. It was not acted upon by MLB. It was, uh, you know, it was uh, came out in a in a New York Times report of a of a series of leaked information. So, well, yeah, wait, wasn't he part of the Mitchell report? Because well, remember, they remember in the Mitchell report they were supposed they were supposed to name. They had a hundred players, and but he but they were supposed to be anonymous, and some of the right. names got leaked. Correct. Some, a few of them did, but uh, I mean that was a backlash because the Metro report made sure they didn't include any Red Sox, right? Because he mm -hmm. was, you know, trying to buy the team at the time. So it, it was a suspect document uh, the best of times. Well, it just demonstrates the kind of corruption that we have in professional sports, and baseball is not immune from that. Of course and, not. Um, I don't know how you take that into consideration. Well, it brings us, at least for the moment, to one of the topics that is my favorite discussion around this time of year, and I think you probably know where I'm going to go, uh, the Pete Rose conversation. Two things. Um, as a player... Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, secondly, the societally, the image of gambling has changed dramatically. 
the, uh, the image. The image. Well, <laughs> we're yeah. talking. We're talking pure business partners now. Well, but but you know, even from an image standpoint, back in the day, um, and that was baseball's argument all the time. Sure. Was sports argument? Was the NFL's argument? It was everybody's argument that it was bad for the sport. Um, and I said consistently that what it was really was bad business for the sport because they wanted a piece of it. The National Football League put pressure on Las Vegas to pay them for the use of their logos, and when they wouldn't. They made them um, take them off. And even the team names were not used in sports books. They were forbidden from using the nicknames of the teams. Sure. So um, this was a business decision all along. So how would you bet on a team, Robert? Well, if you you were going to bet the New York Jets, it was uh, you looked at the board and it was NY and bracket A. And if you wanted to bet the Giants, Uh it was NY bracket N for the conference that they were in. Yep. So they would use the city names, which they were not prohibited from doing, but were not allowed to use the, the logos or the nick, even the nicknames. And in fact, I've told this story before, but when I lived in Las Vegas, I used to periodically go on Sunday mornings to uh, Caesar's Palace, and they had these giant football helmet chairs, individual chairs in the shape of a football helmet of each of the teams in the National Football League. And for a price, you could sit in one of those chairs, presumably the chair of your favorite team. And you were completely enclosed. It was, you're literally sitting in a gigantic football helmet. Well, the National Football League, when they decided to clamp down on Vegas because they wouldn't compensate um, the NFL, got, they got rid of everything. They got rid of the nicknames. They got rid of logos. They got rid of team colors. And they got rid of the football helmets. Now, if I'd known, I would have bought one. Uh, because there won't be any more. Well, maybe they'll bring them back, but you, you don't uh, have a big enough house now, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I, I'd fi- I'd find a corner. Oh, um, this is a this is a sports podcast, not Better Homes and Garden. Okay, come on now. <laughs> well, so let's get let's get back to the issue. So today, um, I, at the time that Pete Rose was prohibited from being yep. considered. Uh, there was only one state in the United States in North America where you could legally place a sports bet, and that was in the state of Nevada. And we all know it was considered this outlaw state where the Wild West still ruled, if rule at all. And, you know, we all, I think, kind of understood that the image that sports betting had at the time. That is not the case anymore. You can make a a legal sports bet in all 50 states in Canada. And I don't know about Mexico, but I'm guessing probably there too. And it has become a gigantic business. The leagues, including Major League Baseball, have relationships with Las Vegas casinos, um, even with the sports betting services that are out there. Um, Where are we on Pete Rose today? And so should something be done to, in my mind correct the the flaw which is not that pete rose is in the hall of fame but that that you guys should be allowed to vote well a couple of things first robert did you know that they can't post a lineup in the clubhouse until it goes to vegas it has to go to vegas first there you go for the gambler like i don't i forget the time frame whether it's an hour an hour and a half or whatever vegas has to know before you know like perfectly would be standing there and Cito or Gibbons had put up the thing, but it, it can't go up until it uh, in the clubhouse until it goes to uh, to satisfy the betters. And as Costa said last night, he says, uh, "Thanks very much for watching." And uh, Pete Rose is still banned. And now uh, here's a commercial brought to you by DraftKings. Right. <laughs> like the hypocrisy of it. Right. Yeah. I can promise you this. It. it, it Rose will not get in while he's alive because Rose makes his living signing autographs, as we all know. And they do not want Pete Rose out there signing a million balls and a million bats and a million hats that say Pete Rose Hall of Fame. I can promise you that it will not happen while he is alive. And at some point, they'll get religion on gambling, as they already have. And and Shoeless Joe Jackson will get in you know, and Rose will get in, but they hate Rose so much for 
for all the grief he caused them, the people who run baseball, that he will, I can, it's my firm belief he will not get in while he is on this side of the turf. I think it's important to clarify too, that this is an MLB decision, not a Hall correct. of Fame decision, correct? Right, correct. yeah, we, we, we didn't get the chance to vote on him, yeah. Because we'd have voted him in. I, I, I firmly believe that. I mean, I've been doing this for, I think 26, 27 years I've been voting. And, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, we used to talk about it. So are we going to get Pete Rose on the ballot next year? And then 20 years ago, we gave up the whole idea because you, you kind of realized everybody was so entrenched. Well, it's not unlike, in my opinion, it's not unlike the steroid situation. I mean, there are guys that view um, Bonds and Clements and the other steroid users in one way. And then there's guys like you who view it a different way. And I'm not here yep. to say which is right or wrong, Sure, but they are entrenched and major league baseball is entrenched in mm -hmm. this denial for Pete Rose. Correct. And if I, you know, if you gave the hall of fame, the opportunity to decide, and it's important that people know this hall of I, the hall of fame would put him on the bat would, would allow him to be on the ballot. Would they not? No, I, I don't think the hall of fame wishes to take any position whatsoever on anybody. That's why there has never been any guidance from the Hall of Fame on any voting issue. Uh, uh, you know, five years ago or so, Joe Morgan sent out that letter. Remember the letter, Bob? Yeah. Yep. yeah. The late Joe Morgan sent out about how we shouldn't have steroid guys in the hall and blah, 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 blah. They would not let him send that out on Hall of Fame stationery. They made him send it Even out as a private individual. Even though he was on the board of directors. Even though he was on, yeah, correct. He was on the board of directors of the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame takes no issue whatsoever. Believe me, I've talked to several guys who have run the Hall of Fame and said, why don't you guys give any guidance at all here? Why don't you lay out what you think is, is right? And they go, oh, we, that's not our call. That's your call. Like they want to have us to hang the problem up. Whatever way you go, somebody's mad, right? If you vote mm -hmm. these guys then half the people are mad if you don't vote them in half the people are mad well they're quite happy with the half the people being mad at the writers and then the hall of fame could go well it wasn't our decision it's those it's those writers Perk, do you remember that writers. rick so, t lander remember him out of chicago yeah yeah he got up one time uh i think it was at the i think it was in chicago at the all-star game and he so selig did his question and answer period and he said, "Could you please give us some guidance? I'm a, I'm like a second year, a right. third year voter. I'm new. Give us some guidance on the on the steroid guys." And it was a humana, humana, humana. You know, I'll get back right. to you on that. And there yeah. was never any guidance. No, none whatsoever. So you so you it's interesting. You talk about uh, Bud Sealing, you know, stammering his way through Rick Tlander's question, but who? Like, who's the advocate against Rose? Is there someone that says we're going to we're going to stand up for this and we're going to respect what Bart Giamatti and Faye Vincent wrote? Is there someone well, uh, in, in Major League Baseball now that is, is, is carrying this torch? I've had people tell me that Vincent firmly believed that the stress that Giamatti was under during the Rose trial and all that, like he, he, he died from a heart attack and he blames Rose for his friend's was his best friend for his death. So, but I mean, as for now, I, I'm not sure whether it's, I mean, he was in that office a long time and so was Manfred. Uh, I would, I, if I was going to bet a dollar, I'd bet it would be Manfred. Sure. Uh, is, do, you, do you guys deny that Major League Baseball controls the, the Hall of Fame? Um, I don't In think what way? It's a, no, it's a museum of the game. It's 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 a kind of an it's not an offshoot of Major League Baseball, but it's it's certainly they it couldn't exist without MLB's, you know. But they're uh, not they're not an independent body. Well, but, they make but, donations, but like Robert, they but by control, I would take that to mean is hey, I want my guy in. To my knowledge, that cannot happen. Well, I'll, yeah. let me take the opposite point of view, Bob. Okay, and that is. I want my guy not to be in. Oh, I never. Major League Baseball banned Pete Rose yes. from being voted on by the Hall of Fame, and the Hall of Fame has taken no position on it, right? Which right. is what they tend to do on everything, right? 
But so essentially, it's Major League Baseball that is controlling, in this instance, not just Pete Rose getting into the Hall of Fame, but the right of guys like you who do not get paid for this to even make a decision on the relative merits of him getting in. Guys like Clemens and Bonds, yeah, they give you the right to make, to make those decisions, and collectively, the decisions have been made that they're not yep. getting in. And probably uh, yeah. A-Rod isn't going to get in either. But they have prohibited you guys from deciding whether Pete Rose's indiscretions are worthy of keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. Right. Therefore, yeah, it, it, it's contr- um, they control the Hall of Fame. See, not, not, to, not to be contrarian here, Bob, but you're suggesting that A-Rod will be the next guy that will be on this platform like that. But here, here's the fascination. You about, don't think so? I don't because, you know, baseball's relationship with its rights holders are such that they can actually control who's on the air or not. And A-Rod's on Fox every week. A-Rod's been in ESPN's broadcast booth a lot. You know, they, so if they didn't like, if they didn't like A-Rod and they thought that A-Rod was not the right example to have, Alex Rodriguez would not be the face of Major League Baseball on television. And he's one of the faces of baseball on television. Well, they've already made that decision, but it's not A-Rod related. It's, it's based on the fact that what they know is that a significant number, we'll never know how many, of the players in that era of Major League Baseball used performance-enhancing drugs against the rules, and they themselves, baseball, in all likelihood, swept it under the carpet for years until it got exposed. So they are as culpable as any of the guys that did it. So for them to then turn around and have an opinion or a negative opinion on Bonds, Clemens, or A-Rod, it's not going to happen. Well, Above you're, and beyond, you're, how many votes, you're looking how many for votes did A-Rod get? How many votes did A-Rod get? 38%? 34. 34%. Slightly below what Clemens and, got, and uh, Bonds got in their first year. Slightly exactly. Better. So, and you think, John, that he's going to wind up getting in? Well, we got, what, nine years to figure it out. I do, yeah. I do actually. I do, actually. Wow. Why? Unlike, unlike Bonds and Clemens, he was suspended for a year. Yeah. 162 games. It was more than that, wasn't it? Yeah, and part of, a, of the previous year, yeah. Like 30 games or something. Yeah. What do you think that means? Well, that's, well, that, that's going to cause less people to vote for him, I would think. Listen, think let's, right. John, if we're going to talk about MLB and broadcast partners, we just saw a perfect example two weeks ago. Kenny Rosenthal gets rinsed by the uh-huh. MLB network on Manfred's orders yeah. for being critical of Manfred you know, creating this lockout. We all know that's a silly thing, but that's the reality when Major League Baseball owns its own TV network. Correct. And that's my point. That that's my point. I mean, so they they allow they allow a rod on the air, and they and they kick sure. Kenny Rosenthal off. So right, that's but, actually reinforcing what I'm saying. But a, MLB can't order the writers to vote for a rod. That's no. the difference. Yeah. No, no, and you and you think there's enough. In, in your constituency of writers that will just be abhorred of, of, of allowing him to, to make the difference. Yeah. I, I don't think he gets in from the writers. I, I, I mean, it's early, but I, I mean, he'll get like bonds of Clemens. He'll end up with two thirds. Mm. And, you know, long after we've been patted in the face with a spade, some committee will put him in. Right. Some committee will put him in. Because they put in everybody. The committee's put in everybody. Eventually. Well, can, I, I wanna... can I say one thing about the Hall of Fame that yes, of course you can. I really enjoy now is that my man, Minnie Minoso, got in. Yes, he and did. I've been, I've, been, I've been doing this so long. At the beginning, I voted for Minnie Minoso. All right? Like, way back when. And, you know, Minnie would be in his 90s. Now, if he were still alive, you know, I, I once got a hold of his phone number. I used to call him and talk. He was my favorite player when I was a kid. I saw him, first time I saw him play was 1960. I, and, and he was the all-time tweener, in my opinion, of a, a guy who'd never got to the big leagues until he was 27 because he was black. Then he got sent down to the minors for a year because he was black. You know what I mean? He was the first great uh, a dark-skinned Latin superstar, the first one. And you, and you go to the 1950s, 
if you if you like war as a as a as a stat. The three war leaders in the American League in 1950 were Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, and Minnie Minosa. I mean, this guy was a tremendous ball player who just got caught in a bad accident of timing and because he was a black man. I, I mean, I'm so glad he finally got in. He should have been in 30 years ago, in my opinion. So well, I'm I happy for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I remember watching him myself. I. I think I was more attracted to his name than anything else. Yeah. But yeah. um, it, it, it was so the, memorable. The thing, you know, Bobby brought up about how you, you might feel that Major League Baseball controls the Hall of Fame. Uh, and, and you and I have had tons of arguments over what happens, certainly in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But we've seen it with the NBA and how they manage uh, in Springfield. And, and we've seen it, how the NFL manages Canton. Uh, I think Major League Baseball and the Baseball Hall of Fame I, I think they, nobody's perfect, but I, I think this is as close to being accountable than any, than, than the four Hall of Fames in North America, by far. I mean, just the, just the fact that there are, first of all, transparency is one thing. Yep. Uh, and, and, and the fact that we have more than 400 people, it's not a, a select committee of 17, it's not a committee of 50 or a committee of nine. It's 400 different people from varying uh, places in North America uh, have this discussion. So I, I know nothing's going to be perfect, but to me, Major League Baseball is as close to getting it right. And it brings the point up about what, what Dave just talked about was they also have a safety net. They have a catch-all. They're able to you know, solve some of their mistakes with the Veterans Committee and do it that way too. So I, 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 I'm always in awe of what happens in baseball. And I love the other hall of fames to be as transparent and accountable as, as baseball is. Well, that's there. I agree with that. Sorry, Perk and Bob. Clements and bonds. They'll probably be on the, the next uh, veterans committee ballot, which for, which will be next December. Probably. Yeah. Uh, it's my guess. It would be interesting know. because that committee did, didn't take long to toss McGuire. No, but uh, the other thing I've been on a couple of those and, uh, <laughs> believe it or not there, so there's three groups there's the writers uh, uh management and then there's eight hall of famers and uh i'll tell you the eight hall of famers are tough uh, you know like, aren't they always they, we don't want anybody else in this you know and you know a writer's is trying to make a point for a guy nope i remember this one night and okay you know you're the hall of famer i'm not and uh and then uh Another time, uh, the guy was uh, barking. Uh, you're not supposed to say what happens in those things, but anyways, <laughs> it, it's uh, it, it can get it. They got real. I was shocked. I was, it was an interesting, most interesting process I've ever been through. So let me ask you a question. Is, is and I, I maybe I should know this. Is is there a, a a time limit on the amount you can be on the veterans ballot? um no just uh the, it's just that these guys are eligible like uh for the first time bonds and clements and Schilling, uh and sosa i guess for that matter they're eligible but then they they'll the committee will meet the historical committee will meet and they'll form uh 10 10 uh 10 10 person ballot like like Panella. what did he miss by perk one vote or two votes? Yeah, he just, yeah one or two, yeah. He'd, prob he'll pr he'd probably be slam dunk to be back on it. But then you also got Leland, who's retired. You know, they showed the names on the TV last night. There was another manager. Well, I think there's a few names that uh, we need to address, but we got to take a yeah. break first. Uh, with uh, Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott, back after these messages. With our pals Dave Perkins and Bob Elliott, who have just concluded, um, well, some time ago, um, submitting their ballots for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And David Ortiz, the uh, only new member in the hall with 77.9% of the ballots. You need 75 to get in. Bonds and Clemens, among others, did not make it. Um, one of the things that has evolved in hockey, certainly, is an increased recognition of worldwide talent um, and females. Um, who at one point would have been not even under consideration. But that has now changed. 
and at least there is some level of recognition. Is baseball recognizing international talent or are they omitting names that should be on the ballot or in the Hall of Fame? Perk, I'll give it to you first. Well, okay, Bob, go ahead. I think uh, think David Ortiz was the fourth player from the Dominican. Um, Um... I, I don't know the answer number-wise, like uh, if we added up all the Latin countries. Um, I know they certainly aren't. I remember the one All-Star game, it was like player of the game, the pitcher of the game, and uh, they, were all, they were all Puerto Rican, you know, from Puerto Rico. And uh, Yeah, but I don't, I don't want you to mis- misunderstand my point. My okay. point isn't foreign players who play in Major League Baseball. I'm talking about foreign players who don't play in Major League Baseball. In Japan. Is Sadaharu O in the Hall of Fame? I uh, know. Oh. Is he not even on the, he wasn't even on the ballot, was he? No, he, he's no. the only big leaguers, yeah. No, okay. It, it, it's strictly <laughs> based Suzuki, on MLB. Suzuki will be. Yeah. But is that right? Well, I mean, look how long it took him to get the Negro League guys in. I, I get my, that. My boys up here, they... Look I get how long it. that took. Oh, I know, but isn't it time to start looking at interna- the game internationally? Well, I, th- I think as uh, as baseball kind of evolves, uh, yes, it, it it they'll do what the NBA's done, and uh, to some extent, hockey. They'll they'll think about the, the the performance of women in 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 around the world. You know the way the NBA did. They they got Argentines and Australians and and places where the game was big before a lot of women's a lot of college only players uh, i mean they've expanded so it, it only makes sense that baseball baseball will someday but it i mean i don't think in, you know i don't think imminent but i i think it will happen i mean it took them forever to figure out that the negro league guys were deserving so you know well I, i'm going to give you a prime example um you can't you can't have a hall of fame career um in a year or two but otani is on track to be a baseball hall of famer for a variety of reasons he's in the big leagues though he'll be on the ballot okay what if he wasn't bob what if he stayed in japan and put up numbers that are as good or greater he wouldn't be on the ballot wouldn't be on the ballot that's that's uh that's the i see your uh your question now i understand it now well, no. well, just, just I, with all due respect, just the fact that you say he didn't play in the bigs. I mean, are, are, are the Japanese leagues viewed as comparable anymore? Or are they are they viewed as minor leagues? What are they viewed as? I think they're viewed as a Japanese league. And, and you know, one guy from this team can play over here and two guys from that team. And, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's certainly not regarded as minor league or they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't be bringing as many players in from from uh, the Pacific League and the Central League in Japan, right. the, the, and giving them so much money. Oh well, I think we've all talked to people when you ask that question of them, people in baseball, and I've had people say, "Well, they're they're comp- the Japanese league is comparable to AAA," and then I've had people say, "Well, it's basically 4A. Yeah, it's a little bit better than AAA, not quite as good as the major leagues." Um, Perk, you're nodding your head. You agree with that yeah, assessment? I, I think that's that's the general consensus thought that, of, of Japanese baseball. And and Korean baseball has made a lot of strides, too. Huge. Uh, so it, everything takes time. Well, well it, it, doesn't, it doesn't it speak to when international influences that baseball, despite the fact that, you know, the, the, there are great players from the Dominican Republic and Colombia and Venezuela and and lots of the Latin countries and some in Asia, that it's still really a regional sport. It really is in many ways, a regional sport. And, well, and I'm uh, not saying that as a negative, I'm saying that as a reality. No, the, the hall of fame they, they, on the second floor, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole wing about all the great players from Venezuela, from Cuba, from uh, Puerto Rico, from uh, the Dominican American. and, uh, and and there's a display like you know like Clemente is in or, or some somebody players that aren't in but uh, haven't been have not been elected but they're being right. honored with it. Okay. 
with this display. No, I, I do not think it's a, I think there's 56 countries that play, including uh, the world power Sweden. So I, I don't, I would disagree that it's regional. <laughs> okay, no, fair, fair. Well, but we have now, uh, through Major League Baseball, through this, um, what do they call it? The World the, that the Tournament. World, yeah. world Cup thing, whatever they call it. That Bud's uh, Dream, yeah. Yeah, that tournament they play. I mean, we are now more aware sure. of the international nature of the sport. Well, yeah, and, but we make, we, Bert, we, make, we make Bert Blylevin Dutch for three weeks. Come well, on. No, the point, the point <laughs> of the matter is this. Previously, most baseball fans only knew a foreign player after he played in Major League Baseball. Yep. That's the only way you knew him. You didn't pay any attention to him. You didn't think he was any good. Some scout went and found him, brought him to the major leagues, and then you got an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, and you, and, you, and you recognize him. Now, I think a baseball fan realizes, hey, there's a lot of good players in, in, in Puerto Rico, in the Dominican, in Venezuela, in Japan, in Korea, a lot of them. But, but all, all sports evolved, Bob. I mean, course, I mean yeah. look, at, look at golf. When we were kids... Uh, you might have heard of the Ozaki brothers, and now Asian golfers are are have tremendous achievements everywhere. The women's tour well, is dominated they, by yeah, they've by dominated Asian for golfers. years on I the mean, women's side. Yeah, you know all the good European golfers now, every single one. You know who the money leaders are in the European tour. I mean, it just takes time to evolve, but but you know if you're a fan, you quickly learn who the good good players are everywhere. Well, I, I, mean, I guess when you talk about the word evolve in baseball, Bob, or Dave, that, that's, the, that's the fascination is it? I mean, this, we touched on it yesterday. Baseball on the business side has evolved better and quicker than the other three major sports in North America in order to drive revenue. But they haven't, have they evolved on this side of their philosophy? That becomes the question. Well, I, I think the future of the game is unquestionably non-American. I think it's it's Latin uh, and Asian. I, I think is the future of the game. I, I, I think, think, honestly, think I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I, I think baseball has pretty much lost the Black American athlete. I think I think those great athletes are are going into basketball and football. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't see, uh, you know, a, the same number of great Black athletes. I I I, I think the game is is ostensibly latin and asian in the in the future statistically that's been accurate for a decades but i've talked about it on many occasions last time i looked there were less than seven percent of major league baseball players were african-american and 44 percent were latin i think on opening day oh, wow yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh, look at the next few years of 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 the hall of fame vote when the when the 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 poo holes and miggy cabrera and and, and all those terrific you know, Latin sluggers get in. It's it's just going to keep, you know, uh, like we said, Bob was saying this year's uh, Ortiz is, I believe, the fourth Dominican. Uh, Marichal was the first fourth Dominican. You know, in a few years, there's going to be 40. It's oh, yeah. That's the way it works. Hey, uh, uh, it's can just a little bit more transparency on your balloting. You mentioned before the break about uh, Schilling and Sosa, Bob. Uh, either of you guys vote for both of those guys, Sosa or Schilling? Bob Elliott? Neither one. Not Sosa? Neither one. No. no. Okay. And Schilling is uh, just, his numbers weren't good enough or he's just become such a, 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 a polarizing person? If somebody else wants to vote for him, go ahead. They're free. <laughs> I, uh, I voted for him last year, but then I saw where he retweeted where the yeah. Uh, the the place in Fort Lauderdale. What was the name of that school? Marjorie. Yeah. The, uh, the... He, he, the kids were very well spoken, you know, and they were on every show. And so sure. he retweeted something that they were really actors. They weren't high school kids. And I thought, wow. I mean, Marjorie's could you imagine being a parent and seeing that thing, that tweet show up? Yeah. And that was it for me. I'm sorry. I find this all very interesting. You know, I love you two guys, but you know, there are certain social aspects that turn your crank and, and hit the right button and will cause you not to vote for somebody. And there are certain things that in the case of the, the steroid users, you both voted for them. As I say, there are several factors. 
that go into every guy. Every guy I look at the ballot and I say, what were his numbers? What was it? What are my memories? What are my memories of what his peers said about him, which is part of it for me? What are the, the categories? Integrity, sportsmanship, things like that. There were several listing factors. So there are many, many, many factors. Sometimes, you know, PED use or suspected PED use is a negative that tips the scale for me. Sometimes it isn't. It's, it's sometimes, you know, integrity, character, you know, ordering the lynching of all the voters, for instance, to me falls a little below the integrity scale. You know what I mean? So, so you kind of go back and forth on every guy, pros and cons. Is that not the, I mean, that's the way I do it. I went to my first big league ball game in 1958. I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of games covered, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, sat mm. in the dugout and talked to people, players, hundreds of times. This is the reason I'm a voter, because I'm supposed to have some kind of background and judgment about these things. So I, I bring it all into play when it comes time to mark the ballot. Some well, guys, you know, yes, you know, some I, guys I, know it. Yeah, I know. I think, you know, I respect both of you guys um, immensely, but I might argue with you uh, because yeah. I think each of us should be entitled to our viewpoint on, on, on these issues. The merits of a particular player, the merits of an argument for or against a player, Absolutely. and the notion that personal relationships should not um, play a role in your decision making is crazy. Of course it does. It has to. Well, you're a human. Well, who's the Philadelphia Phillies guy who was kept out? Was it Carlton or Robin Roberts or, who, you know? Well, no, Carlton wasn't kept out. He was elected. Eddie Murray, Eddie Murray was elected. All well, there was, a Philly, were... there was a Phillies Carlton player. Carlton didn't who was... speak to the writers, yeah. Yeah. But he got elected. Eventually. Yeah. But he got kept, he, he, you know, you guys punished him as if uh, by. Carlton? I don't know. I, don't I can't remember how long it took. I can't remember. It was, it was a Phillies pitcher. It, it took DiMaggio three tries. I mean, You're th are you thinking of Jim Bunting, Bob? No, I don't remember I'm who funny, it was yeah. to tell you the honest to goodness truth. I got one more before we're running out of time. Um, is there one guy that isn't in the hall of fame that pisses you off the most because you think he should be there? Somebody that you voted for somebody that you watched, you adamantly believe this guy's a hall of famer. But he didn't yeah, get I got, I got one. Go. Kirk, I'm gonna go first because because if you go first, I'll forget who I picked. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jeff Kent. He's okay. got more home runs than any second baseman yeah. ever. I mean, he was uh, like like everybody talks about Sandberg. He dwarf his numbers dwarf Sandberg. I've always voted for Jeff Kent. He was uh, played here a little bit, and he was a pain in the butt. Yeah, but right at the beginning of his career. Yep, yep, yep. Never stop. But uh, I, 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 I have no idea why he's not in. McGriff would be another one for 493 home runs, I think. Yeah. And you Same never heard Garrett. anything about him never even having a pimple. Go ahead. That was too, Perk. I'm sorry. No, that's uh, – and, and I can see the case for both those guys. My guy for 20 years was Minoso. Well, he's in now. He was a guy I used to get upset about. If, if I thought about a player – that I thought was a Hall of Fame caliber player, I would say Dwight Evans. Uh -huh. He was a, I, I, I'm a sucker for guys who can catch and throw the ball, okay? They, they, these one-dimensional sluggers like Sammy Sosa do one thing really, really well and everything else horribly. They don't, they don't work for me as well as a guy like Evans, who was a tremendous right fielder. And I think, that, I think that's Don Cherry's uh, favorite. Who? Dewey Evans. Dewey Evans. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right, yeah. Bob. Well, for what it's worth, you got one, John. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'd be, I, I, I right. I'm not close enough to it. To I, I respect these guys. No, thank you. Do you have, who's yours, Bob? Well, Sadaharu would be at, probably at the top of my list, but I'm going to take a guy that got 3.8% of the ballot in his first year and then was immediately eliminated from the ballot and has numbers that are every bit as comparable as the guy who got in this year, David Ortiz. You want to guess? Joe Carter. Nope. Carlos George Delgado. Scott. Oh, Carlos Delgado. 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 
Look at the numbers. They are virtually yeah. identical to Ortiz, given the time frame. 473 home runs, hit 30 home runs 11 times, uh, 130 or more RBIs three times. Never played, never won a championship, but I mean, there's lots of guys in the Hall of Fame that didn't do that. Yeah. And he happened to get eliminated, didn't get enough votes because when he went that year that he went in, there were a slew of automatic guys. And he just got, he got lost in the shuffle. And um, but that's I, why you're on the ballot for 10 or at some point, 15 years too, though. Right. That's well, yeah, you, yeah, you get drivers. eliminated if you don't get 5%. Even, John. even, even in your first ballot. Yep. Yeah. Wow. If you don't That's get 5%, you're off the ballot. He got 3.8% that year. Hey, I, I, listen, I, I know we got to go, but one quick question. Do you guys get lobbied? Do you get lots of lobbying? Do people phone you? Do people ever say, do you ever get, I mean, you talked about the Morgan letter, but do you get people phoning you and saying, we, we got to do this or we got to do that? Even guys that are on the, in amongst the, the ballot, the voters? Not for 20 years. Used to get a little no. bit of that in the 90s. I did anyway, but. Bob? Not uh, for at least no, 20 years. The only, I, I did get lobbied when I was on those uh, committees. Uh, a, uh, a player phoned me up. He was a big time player. Uh, you know, Marvin Miller's really old, you know. You know. Oh, I, yeah. I said, really? I said, I didn't know that. Thanks, thanks for telling me. <laughs> like, I was voting for him anyways. How, but he didn't get in that year, you know. Yeah. So, uh, he didn't get in uh, a lot of years. Yeah. And then another time I had a guy phone me once, uh, you know, mm -hmm. lobbying. Yeah. Outright lobbying it. Uh, I said, when are you sending the flowers? But, uh, <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> there, there was a bit of a lobby for Blylevin, if I remember right. Yeah. So, that, yeah writer, to... that one writer in California. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get he some letters me. about Blylevin. Perk, he convinced me. I used to, uh, I'd answer the email. Yeah. And after, and he, he wasn't like, hey, you're an idiot. It was like, why didn't you vote for him? So I explained it and he argued back and it was nice and calm and everything. And finally, after about five emails, I said, you win, you got me. Yeah. I voted for Blyla in the last three years or whatever it was. And, and, that's, and that's the whole point of it. I never sit there and say, I'm right and everybody else is wrong. I just, yeah. I go based on my own specifications. Here's the guys I vote for. Yeah. After that, I, if they get in, great. If they don't, I, I don't take it personal. I, you know, it's just the way I think. Yeah. Well, we could go on for days, um, but um, and we won't Define wait until me. next. Uh, well, uh, well, I could. And <laughs> John knows no short sentences either. So hold on here. Wow, that was a very good. That was a short sentence. What was that? Yep. Four, four words. Oh, hold on here. <laughs> Might be the shortest sentence you've ever spoken. We got to go. Time is our enemy, but we love you guys. You know that. And uh, we're going to, I I thought maybe we'd get to the, this lockout and some other stuff, but um, maybe we got we'll, time for that, Bob. Oh, <laughs> uh, we might, we might. We, I'd got, be very time intrigued by we your... got time for that. The first week of May, Robert. Oh, okay. Whoa. Well, we'll have an argument Whoa. about that, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> we love you. You know that. Thanks so much for taking time for us. We appreciate it. All the best. Okay, gentlemen. Stay healthy. My pleasure. Thank you. Bob Elliott, Dave Perkins. We'll come back after these messages. Our thanks to uh, Dave Perkins and Bob Elliott. Now, at the hey, beginning you know, of the, wait a second. At the oh, beginning oh. of the program, you tried to mislead the audience into thinking that 70s on 7 has moved. There's a new channel up there, and yeah. 70s on okay. 7 is still there. Since I okay, listened I to apologize. it two days ago, I was, you know, I was concerned that you've lost your mind. Well, more. Hey, listen, just in, in listening to both Dave and Bob uh, do their discussion, one of, my, one of my favorite moments of doing the old roundtable, Bob, was when Dave Perkins would come in with his ballot. Do you remember? I know you remember that. The, well, of course, uh, we I did, asked him to. We did, we, did, we did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Fridays. And that was always one of my favorite days. And it evolved so that we, Perkins was the first guy brave enough because back then you were not supposed to reveal your ballot. Yeah. And I remember talking to Perk one day and he said, sure, I'll do it. And I was shocked. And he did it for a few years, maybe several years. Yeah. And then we, other guys would do it. Yeah. I, 
I've never forgot. But I mean, he literally brought in the ballot and and yep. and and checked the boxes. And to yep. me, I have never forgotten that. And it was one of the most fun things we ever did uh, on the Friday roundtable. It was so cool. Well, if I remember correctly, he began by telling us who he voted for and who he didn't vote for. Right. And then actually brought the ballot in before he filled it out and filled it out live on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, both, of the, both of those guys have great sense of drama. Both are, they're great storytellers. They're so much fun. We got about a minute. Um, both Chapo and Felix uh, Oje Aliasim lose in the quarter in the uh, yeah quarterfinals. Yes, um, and both in five. Medvedev, Med, yeah, Medvedev beat uh, Aliasim last night. Uh, but boy, oh boy, what a match that was! Oh my goodness gracious! Well, actually, both of them. The Nadal Chapo match was pretty good too, and and filled with well, controversy. except I, w- I would I would say that. Uh, I, I have a better saying. I have a better feeling for Aliasim because I I do believe in being a gentleman on the tennis court. And I thought that he handled himself with grace. And sometimes you don't, sometimes you can't, sometimes you're frustrated. Shapovalov didn't. And I, I still think he's a great young player, but I have a lot more respect for Ali Yassim today. Well, that's ironic because Ali Yassim is um, the, the great procrastinator of time. He almost never gets his serve off with more than one second left on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> yes. he, he is, he is like, he is like watching snow melt. He is so slow and it drives me. I love the guy yeah. and I love his game, but I just wish he would pick up the pace. He is so pedantic. It drives me nuts. I must confess. I have when, when he is serving, I, I channel flip to see what else is on to make sure I'm not missing anything. Cause I know I'm not going to miss any tennis. I might miss one serve. If I, if I disappear for two or three minutes, you're not channel. You weren't channel surfing last night. That was a hell of a match. Well, I actually got some sleep last night, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Oh. Um, do we have enough time for him to mention? Uh... No, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow? All right. Yeah, because it's still going to be true tomorrow. And people are going, what's going to be true tomorrow? What will be true the tomorrow truth. is that Shannon and I will be back, unless the crick rises, <laughs> or either one it's of us. It's frozen, man. It's or, frozen. Or either one of us expires. And the latter is perhaps not likely, but now possible. Uh, For John Shannon, Bob McCown, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.